Epistle today is from Romans. St. Paul is going to speak about concupiscence. In order to interpret it correctly, we're going to go over three Baltimore Catechism answers to help us understand this passage. The Catechism says, On account of the disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, we all share in their sin and punishment, as we would have shared in their happiness if they had remained faithful. Adam and Eve, on account of their sin, lost innocence, holiness, and were doomed to sickness and death. Hear that? Sickness and death. Where's it come from? Original sin. Our nature was corrupted by the sin of our first parents, which darkened our understanding, weakened our will, and left in us a strong inclination to evil, concupiscence. Okay, now St. Paul writes in Romans, he says, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. So then it is no longer I that do it, but sin, which dwells within me. He's talking about that concupiscence. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin which dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, in my inmost self, but I see in my members, my body, another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin, which dwells in my members, concupiscence he's talking about. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? He asked, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death, this concupiscence? The answer to that is Jesus. And he does it through prayer and sacraments. On our own effort, we can't deal with the concupiscence. We'll fall every time. It takes prayer, it takes grace from prayer, grace from sacraments, and a little bit of human effort. All three of those together and concupiscence will be conquered. Your human effort doesn't do it. It's the grace that does it. But God requires your effort. For example, let's say your concupiscence is, pick anyone, gluttony, eat too much. Well, if all you do is pray and receive the sacraments, but you don't put any effort into conquering it, nothing's going to happen. It takes prayer, it takes sacraments, and a little bit of human effort. That little bit of human effort gets supernaturalized by the, by the grace from prayer and sacraments. Thus you can be successful. Really it's God being successful. He does it all through the grace of sacraments and prayer. It will infuse your little human effort with supernatural power to overcome the concupiscence. You might ask, why didn't God why did God leave us with concupiscence after he forgave original sin and baptism? Why do we still have the concupiscence? To train us up. To give us an opportunity to merit. 
through Jesus, with Jesus, in Jesus. By conquering the concupiscence through prayer and sacraments mixed with human effort, we merit. We merit eternal life and everlasting glory in heaven. Gospel is very short today, two verses from John 12. Jesus speaks, he says, As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out till you have paid the very last copper, or the very last penny. This is about our particular judgment. We have to get ready before the particular judgment. Once the particular judgment comes, it's too late. You can only get in the sanctifying grace while you're living. Once you take your last breath, it's over. The particular judgment comes, and if you don't have sanctifying grace, you'll be put in prison, hell. So you need to get in the state of grace and stay there. That second verse there, I tell you, you will never get out to have paid the last penny. is speaking of purgatory because you're not going to get out of hell those with no sanctifying grace are in hell forever they're not getting out but the ones that can get out after they paid the last penny is the purgatory people if you show up at your particular judgment with unforgiven venial sins on your soul or with temporal punishment due to your sin on your soul it'll have to be taken care of in the fires of purgatory you won't get out till you paid the last penny. So pay the last penny on earth. You don't have to wait till purgatory. You can do it on earth. Catechism says, what is purgatory? It says, purgatory is a state in which those suffer for a time, temporarily, who die guilty of venial sins or without having satisfied the temporal punishment due to their sins. Then the Catechism asks, why does God require temporal punishment as satisfaction for sin? Maybe he's just ticked off and wants to get even with us? No. It's to train us up. It says, God requires a temporal punishment as satisfaction for sin to teach us the great evil of sin and prevent us from falling again. And then the last one here, it says, what are the chief means by which we satisfy God for temporal punishment due to sin? Cheap, we, cheap ways we can satisfy our temporal punishment on earth are prayer, fasting, almsgiving, spiritual and corporal works of mercy, and here's a big one, the patient suffering of the ills of life. We can also add indulgences. Indulgences are good works the church gives us to do that will remove temporal punishment, that will satisfy temporal punishment in part or in, or all of it. So make use of those indulgences while you're on the way. Today's Friday, Penance Day. Jesus says, do penance or perish. Pick some penance and stay with it today. No meat.